9-12 p.m. Monday, May 11th. 9-12 p.m. Monday, May 11th. Hopefully everybody had a good Mother's Day. Everybody had a, hopefully everybody um, did their thing. Took care of Mom Dukes. Um, did whatever you had to do. Called them. Um, emailed them. Text messaged them. As long as you show some appreciation to moms. You know, you only get one mom unless you got stepmoms and shit like that. But shout out to everybody that's out there. New Wave Radio, New Wave TV. Today we're going to kick it. I'm going to give you what we're going to talk about today. Usually I just give a, like, a little breakdown. Today we're going to talk about the podcasters clout chasing off of to t- 6 ix name. You know, I think a lot of dudes are guilty for for um, using him for views and listeners in their headlines. So this right here, this right here is not going to be, he. that will never be the title of my podcast, Takashi is not. So if you listen to it, you'll probably be like, you know what I mean? You'll, you, you, you click on my title, it won't say that. But a lot of dudes are using his name to get viewers and um shit is kind of pathetic. So we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about hits for hits because they talk about Jay-Z versus Snoop Dogg and stuff like that. But I'm gonna take it a different route. I wanna go mixtape hit for hit. Mixtape for mixtape. I'm talking dipset and and D block. Dipset and the locks. Dipset versus the locks. Mixtape for mixtape. And I'm also talking about R. Kelly. I know R. Kelly was, is locked up. I know R. Kelly did some foul stuff. He did some crazy. But let's take away the individual and let's talk the music. Let's talk music. R. Kelly versus whoever. I think R. Kelly would smash a lot of these dudes on a hit for hit. Now, I understand he did some foul stuff. No way am I condoning what R. Kelly did. But. Is step to the left, step to the right. Let me see you do the love slide. Come on. Y'all forgot about everything he did. Trust me. I've seen it before. I've been in parties where R. Kelly came on. Let me see you do the love slide. Everybody forgets R. Kelly peed on somebody. Nobody remembers that. So we're going to talk to musical R. Kelly from a music standpoint, you know, because the music still moves people. His music is energy. His music is energy. So we're going to talk about R. Kelly, but first, you know, let's get into it. Give me one second. I watched the Bulls play the, the Blazers today. Game one of the finals. Excuse me. Hell yeah, he got hits. That's what we're going to talk about in a little bit. So, um, I watched the Bulls play the Blazers today on um, Amazon Prime. has this thing where you can watch the Hardwood Classics. So, they got all these basketball games. And I said, let me re-watch this game and let me see why the Blazers got their ass bust. And let me tell you something, man. Scottie Pippen was busting their ass. Michael Jordan, I'm talking about this is the game when Michael Jordan did the shrug. And Mike was hitting them threes. Scotty, his finger roll was unstoppable. He was taking it to these dudes all night long. You know what I'm saying? And I'm talking about really busting their ass. They didn't have nobody to guard Scotty Pippen. Mike was just kicking their ass all night. So the the Blazers got blown out by damn near 30 that game. I watched that shit today. And I said, damn, because you know what I'm saying? It's easy for motherfuckers to reminisce about shit and say, yo, you should have seen how Mike was busting ass. But I don't think people seen how he bust their ass. I think people just going off what the radio say and what TV say and shit. I literally watched Mike and Pippen destroy them dudes. Like, in the way they was playing basketball, listen, man, they deserved that championship because they was, they, was, they was carving these balls up. And if you remember, 
Clyde Drexler was supposedly be matched up with Michael Jordan as far as the best players in the NBA go. You know, Mike was clearly the best player. And they um made a they made a comment. Magic Johnson made a comment. He said in the first two series versus the Lakers and I think in Phoenix, they said Michael Jordan didn't have to play defense. So they said now he's going to have to play defense versus Clyde Drexler because Clyde's supposed to be the beast with the rock. He's supposed to be able to handle that shit. But Mike, Mike torched him. Hands down, Mike gave him the business that game, that series. It was crazy, dog. It was wild. And I don't even think it was Phoenix. I think it was the Lakers and then Seattle. No. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think Seattle, the Bulls played Seattle, but I don't know if that was the second championship or the fourth championship. I don't know. I don't got the order right, but I know they played the Lakers first. You know what I mean? They played the L.A. first. They beat L.A. But I'm looking at some podcasts, right? I'm looking at, you know, you got the young, you got the boy King Erna. He talking his shit. Um, you got Queens Flip, he talking his shit. You got a bunch of other motherfuckers just talking, talking shit, just running their mouth, talking about Takashi Six Nine. Oh, blah, blah 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 blah. He shouldn't be able to do this. He shouldn't be able to do that. You know what I'm saying? First of all, the kid is an investment. He's an investment. He's a marketing tool. He's a piece. He's a piece. Um, he told, yeah, and we're not going to talk about the telling shit. I'm talking about the, look, if you think he's a piece of shit, don't speak on him. You know, I wouldn't even ever do a show. If I got a platform as broad as certain people, I'm not talking about this kid. See, they talking about him for likes. They not talking about him. They not talking about him in a, um, in a way that's like, Yo, man, he foul. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, that's right. We got damn right. We got new way. You know what I mean? We they got their platform and the way they using it, they like it's like they crazy. They clout chasing something vicious. Like, you know what I'm saying? The boy like Takashi Six Nine, he literally told, he destroyed lives, right? From a street motherfucker's perspective, so. What we say, what we in the street, he wouldn't even be irrelevant. We're not talking about him no more. We don't got his name not coming out of our mouths. Who? That nigga's a lame. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Bottom line, that dude is a clown. These dudes are using their time to, to using their platform to talk about him and get likes and likes and likes like all right one time is enough but my nigga you ain't got to keep doing this shit over and over and over again like talking about this dude every day like now y'all trying to you now y'all see that he had two million viewers y'all want a piece of those two million viewers that's not lying in your pocket really dog but these dudes really want a piece of his his success and you could tell so i'm listening to the bull king erna right and King Erna got something to say. Excuse me. I'm listening to boy King Erna. King Erna got something to say about Takashi 69. King Erna, I'm like, dog, you not even that popping for the young boy to be saying your name, son. He like, yo, clearly he's saying in my name and taking a shot at me and his song. Like, like dog. Dog. I don't even think y'all that important for this kid to be talking about. You know what I'm saying? He not he not thinking about y'all right now. He's he's um he did what he did. We know what he did. That shit is a rap. Fuck that. We don't care about that shit. Y'all care about it because y'all think y'all motherfuckers is like so tapped into the street. Y'all podcasters. You know, you can't you can't snatch his earn his 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 honor away because he don't have no honor to be snatched. He's a clown. The young boy is a, is a super clown. 
you know. But what I'm not gonna do is speak on him for too long because I don't think he I don't think he deserves this much attention. Like y'all giving him an hour worth of attention is what I'm saying. Y'all giving him an hour thirty minutes worth of attention. It don't even make no sense, dog. Y'all got y'all shit going on. Keep his name out your mouth and keep it moving. All right, he told on everybody that y'all fuck with. Put some money on their books and keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? That's basically it. You know what I mean? Stop trying to use the young boy for some of his likes and his his subscribers and shit. Because his fans don't give a fuck about what he did. His fans are like different. They not even tapped into what we tapped into. They don't even walk. They don't walk the same the same path as us. His fans are overseas, Germany and all this shit, and Norwegian, no, no, um, New Zealand and all this crazy shit. They don't see what we see. They don't give a fuck about none of that shit y'all talking about. Y'all talking, y'all talking on, y'all, y'all, what y'all saying is falling on deaf ears. So fuck that shit. Fuck them podcasters that's keeping this man's name alive. What you need to do is keep his name out of your mouth. So no attention. Fuck it. He did what he did. We are moving on. You know what I'm saying? We moving on. We clearly are moving on. We not getting involved in that shit. He got too many eyes watching him. And he got the eyes that we don't want on us. You know what I'm saying? Don't nobody want to be affiliated with that shit. That young boy is doing it something different. He's a tool. And I said it before. He's a plant. In the hip hop. Motherfucker probably work with the hip hop police. Who knows? But um, this hits challenge, they got Jay Z. Um, they're saying they want Jay Z versus Snoop Dogg, which would be okay. Which would be okay. Um, depending, depending. I don't think Snoop has more hits than Jay Z. It's just depending on the format of this. Is it just Jay-Z alone? Or can Jay-Z have, like... Because Jay got some shit with Beanie Siegel, Amil, Ja Rule. But what I want to know is, how many how many hits does Jay-Z have alone? You know, because Snoop Dogg got a lot of his hits come by himself. He doesn't have a lot many collaborations as far as hits go. You know, we got that doggy style album with something vicious. You know, then he got he got Snoop when he took it with Pharrell. Snoop when he went with No Limit, he got some hits, but he still got Mr. Matt. He got um a couple of them guys on his song, a couple of No Limit soldiers on his song. So Snoop and Jay would be kind of like, damn, what angle you going with this? Cause Jay, Jay got some shit. Point, dog. Like, what are you even battling for? What are you even battling for? And um, like, why is these dudes even like? A lot of people don't even know. Now, let me tell you something. I watched on your on Google the other day. They were talking about a Nelly versus Ludacris, um, hit for hit battle. I'll be honest with you. I think Nelly got him because I listened to after they said that shit. After I read that shit yesterday. I played like four Nelly songs. And I'm talking about that motherfucker. Nelly has some fire. He really has some fire. Ludacris got some fire, but I don't think he got enough for Nelly. I think Nelly gonna have him. And they said that's coming within a week. Nelly versus Ludacris. They putting that together. You know, they putting that together. I think if any two should go at it, I think it's them two. I think them two, I would have fun listening to that. Cause Ludacris got some different, got some. He he brought a different style to rap. How the fuck you ain't gonna cut, girl like me, on the VIP? Ludacris took it to another level, and then Nelly took it to another level with his with his whole swag. You know they made like you know him and, and I, I heard ASAP Rocky talking about he made the Air Force Ones popping in New York. Like look, dude, listen. You ain't make that shit popping like how Nelly made that shit popping. 
You ain't make them sneakers popping how Nelly made them popping. Man. Man. Word. And Pimp Juice and us. Yeah. That motherfucker Nelly had... That his beats was crazy. Give me two pair. In the grill song with Paul Wall. He had motherfuckers, you know them grills, them grills came, them grills started in New York City, right? Grills, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people out there in the podcast that don't hear, that don't know, that never been to New York City, but you only seen it on your MTV and shit. Grills came from New York City. New York. New Yorkers would put a bunch of fucking gold in their mouth and that was like, that was like a trophy piece for them. That was a trophy piece for New Yorkers to wear gold gold teeth. So when Nelly, but but when Nelly made the grill song, it was like, damn. That grill song, let me see your grills. The, the grills. You know what I'm saying? No New Yorker made a song about grills. They only showed you the grills. Like the Wu-Tang Clan, they showed you the grills. They had the fangs and um, I think, who else? Um, Jay and them back in the 80s. And that, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Southern ATL and all that shit. Um, eight ball and MGG, eight, eight ball and MJG. Eight ball had the grills in his mouth. You know what I'm saying? The, yeah, the down south had the grills, but um, as far as putting it on wax, Nelly put it on wax, and he told people about grills because a lot of people ain't know about shit like that. You know what I'm saying? New Yorkers didn't, like I said, they didn't rap about it. They just showed you. So people seen, people seen a New Yorker and a New York person would look like Superman compared to somebody in like, let's say a motherfucker in Canada or some shit. They look at a New Yorker on MTV raps and they like, they like, God damn, look at them New York motherfuckers. Look how they dress. Look how they look. Like, them motherfuckers got braids going this way, that way. And they motherfuckers got motherfucking um, gold teeth. And they wear their hats this way. They wear their pants real big and call canai and all this shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? The motherfuckers like, looked at New York like New York was the, the, was the focal point for a lot. You know what I'm saying? It was the focal point for everything, almost. You know, so when people see... Pe- it's like when motherfuckers ain't have no civilization, they turn on the TV to look at a Biggie Smalls video. Oh shit, they drink champagne out the bottle. Not a not a cup, a bottle. You know what I'm saying? Trends was a as an understatement. We said we set a lot of trends. A lot of trends, you know what I'm saying? It kind of like makes you, it kind of made you feel like back in the, when, when the era I'm talking about, the Grills era, and we're going to stay focused, um, it made you feel good being from New York, even though now you still feel good being from New York. But being from New York was like a, a badge of honor. That shit was like, you know what I'm saying? You come, you come from New York, right? And you go to a small town to go visit your cousin or your aunts and uncles and shit. And they live in this little town in West Virginia. And then you come on the scene with your with your with your clothes looking crazy. And then you got the kids in that neighborhood in West Virginia, example. They all looking at you like you big shit. They like you the big fish. They looking at you like, God damn. This motherfucker, where the limo at? You know where the fuck the where the helicopter at? You know, because that's the pedestal we was on. That's the pedestal we were on. And that's the pedestal most New Yorkers are, will, will, will forever be on. You know what I'm saying? You can't take a, a true New Yorker and ain't going to leave off that pedestal for nobody. It's only me up here. And nobody else getting up this bitch, this bitch. You know, I got this. Wherever we go. Wherever we go. See, new New York don't know how to appreciate the, 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 the energy. So they fuck it up. They go online and they want to do all this crazy bullshit. They want to be like such and such. Like, but New Yorkers ain't never want to be like nobody but they self. 
You know what I'm saying? New Yorkers ain't never want to be like nobody. If we wanted to be like anybody, it was what we seen outside of our window at 6 o'clock in the afternoon. You know, we seen, we seen people shooting dice on a corner. We seen, we seen a little bit of everything. But we wanted to be like what we, what we could relate to. But we ain't with all the, we, ain't, we wasn't with all the dumb shit. So the song Grills came out and just like painted a picture. For grills, but I think we should have painted the picture before Nelly painted the picture because it came from us. So we should have made that. Wu Tang should have made a song about that. You know what I'm saying? Or Onyx, or Boot Camp Click, somebody. But Nelly did it, and Nelly ain't lose a beat. He he did his thing. It was all right. It was all right. It was it was decent. You know I fuck with Nelly. Nelly not corny to me. You know what I'm saying? He never was corny to me. I never really, like, when he start, sung the song with Kelly Rowland, I almost lost my mind I heard that shit. I'm like, damn, this motherfucker flipped that shit. He took that motherfucker rap shit and turned it upside down and just shook all the change out the pockets. That motherfucker Nelly was a problem, man, when it come to harmonizing and making music. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about, like, he wasn't my favorite rapper, but he put in some work, you know? He put in some work. You can't hate on that. Well, you can hate on it, but it don't make no sense in hating on that shit. It is what it is. You know what I mean? So him and Ludacris going head-to-head would be pretty decent. You know what I'm saying? Him and Ludacris going head-to-head would be pretty, pretty decent. And that's what we talking about, Nelly and Ludacris. So that, that battle would be understandable. It would be an understandable battle. Because Ludacris got hits. Ludacris came out making hits. He ain't fucking... Um, at one point, he wasn't slow down. Motherfuckers was like, damn, dog, like, stop making music. You know what I'm saying? He was like dropping it on him. And then he had the goofy ass videos with the big feet and the head all crazy. You know what I'm saying? So he added a look to his shit. He added a he added a look to his music. His music was um wasn't only just that sound. He added something to it. He added some substance to it. You know what I mean? He added a lot of substance to it and I like stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? He just wasn't an Atlanta rapper. He was really doing his thing. I mean, he took that sound worldwide. He took it from a little box and spread it all out. You know what I mean? So shout out to Ludacris, man. I would be decent. You know what I'm saying? Now, like I said, the boy R. Kelly. The boy R. Kelly. Like A lot of people going to sit here and just say, yo, don't talk about R. Kelly. Don't talk about R. Kelly. This man is dirt. R. Kelly did this. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that. He started that. He brought it into the rap shit. He 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 implemented that animation shit and it looked it good. It looked decent. It looked decent. And it went about the beats. It went it went with the beats. Like his beats had that big 808. His animation went with the music and the beat. Went with the verses and the beat, I should say. So he had a flow. He did what he had to do. That shit was fire, man. That shit was fire. Um, so, like I was saying about the boy R. Kelly, um, yeah, people don't like R. Kelly. Motherfuckers can't stand R. Kelly. We get it. We get that you don't like R. Kelly, right? But what we're going to do right now, we're going to say who can match up with R. Kelly hit for hit. We're going to dedicate these, these this few minutes talking about the shit R. Kelly did. As a musician. As a musician. You got to give him his props as a musician. As a musician, as an artist... He motherfucking was a beast. The people that he wrote for are not complaining about him. They in the back like this. They they zip it. They not talking shit about R. Kelly. Because they know R. Kelly made them a fortune. 
wrote for Michael Jackson. That motherfucker R. Kelly sung I Believe I Can Fly, dog. And you go hit for hit with R. Kelly and he put that I Believe I Can Fly on. You might as well just say, say fuck it. Like you might as well be a fan and be entertained. And then not to mention, we can sit and go for, we can go for his collabos. Best of Both Worlds. That boy sung on that Jay-Z shit and he was getting busy. He was getting busy. That's why Jay put him on that shit. Because he knew that motherfucker was a problem. That motherfucker Jay-Z, it was so good, they had to make a Best of Both Worlds 2. They had to do a tour. The motherfuckers was R. Kelly. You put R. Kelly on, on wax and tell that motherfucker to sing, he gonna sing. He gonna sing, dog. So you can't, I can't think of a person that could go hit for hit with R. Kelly. Michael Jackson. That's probably about it. Michael Jackson is probably the only person that can go hit for hit with R. Kelly. You throw some names at me right now, and I'm going to let you know, man, R. Kelly will demolish that person. That motherfucker sung them that, that 12 play album? You put that shit on. Your girl ain't going to argue with that. She ain't gonna. She ain't gonna. She ain't gonna trip on that. She gonna say, "Oh shit, who that?" That's R. Kelly, baby. Shit about to go down. Shit about to go down below the fucking um the the ground down. Below the ground down. That motherfucker put some shit on here, make you motherfucker the dream against R. Kelly. Oh man. R. Kelly gonna tear this boy up, man. This motherfucker gonna say, this motherfucker R. Kelly gonna take him to the chocolate factory. He gonna hit him with the chocolate factory, dog. The chocolate factory was fucking crazy. What about the Mr. Big songs? In the closet shit. You bitches hear that shit, they gonna lose their fucking mind. They gonna lose their fucking rabbit ass minds. They hear motherfucker R. Kelly talk that shit. Cause he wasn't talking that shit. That motherfucker was X-rated in his songs. He was talking out. He was really, he was explaining that shit. He was explaining that shit. You hear motherfucker, you watch a, watch a chick listen to R. Kelly. She go through some transformations. Listen to that motherfucker. Closing up. The, put the head back. Eyes start closing. Shoulder drop. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be crazy. It's going <laughs> it's gonna to be crazy. You talk about put that R. Kelly hit for hit. Somebody going to be mad. Somebody going to be mad. They're going to be like, yo, dog, why you play me like that? Put me up against Kelvs, man. That motherfucker I'm talking about while we talking, I'm trying to think of some of his lyrics, some of his songs. And I'm talking about this dude has some shit, man. He had some shit. Let's talk about his collabo with, 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 with Cameron. He had that song with Cam. He had that song with Cam. What about the fucking... Um, didn't he have a song with Cassidy? The Hotel? Was that with R. Kelly? I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know. No, no, no. Yeah. Girl, you want to take to the hotel. Meet me in the hotel lobby. To the hotel. Shit, man. That motherfucker used to talk that shit. So I don't think... You see... The music errors, the music industry is so biased because they used to support the boy R. Kelly, but now when it comes to something like this, they're going to be not going to support him. They're going to be like, nah, we don't want no motherfucker in jail embarrassing us. Fuck that shit. Let R. Kelly embarrass them motherfuckers. Kells, put some shit out. Give it to him. Yeah. Yeah. Kells was to give it to him. R. Kelly was one of them boys. Ha <laughs> ha.
word, word up. That motherfucker was something, something different. But you know what I'm saying? Now, every time somebody listened to R. Kelly, was in the back of their mind. Now, they're gonna say. Nah, Kells wasn't too tough, man. I can't fuck with Kells. You know what I'm saying? Because they watched the documentary. They watched the lady put him in blast, and he was crying in the chair and all this shit. They seen he peed on the girl. They know what he had these girls in the in the basement. So now, a hit for hit might not sound good. It might not sound good. Is there no way genuine, genuine gonna wild on all Kelly? I ain't even trying to hear that shit. Genuine, first of all, don't even got enough fucking music to to match up with R. Kelly. I'm talking about this motherfucker, R. Kelly. His he his whole albums were hits, beginning to end type shit. You know, beginning to end type shit. R. Kelly would come on strong. He would come on strong. And end stronger. You know what I'm saying? So it's like dog. Genuine had the pony song. Genuine had the my pony song. That's like that's like a song teenage girls listen to. You know what I'm saying? That's like a song that remember back in our days, the teenage girls would go crazy over that shit. But women really wasn't giving a fuck about that shit. Only chicks like that song is girls that wanna relive their childhood now. When they hear that shit in the club, they go crazy. They be like, oh, that's my shit. You know what I'm saying? Genuine wasn't popping like that motherfucker. Uh-uh. Not even him. None of these boys. Joe. Joe ain't got enough firepower for no R. Kelly, dog. You talk, I'm talking about, you talking about the R. The R. Dar Kelly. First Joe. Yeah. First motherfucking Joe, it ain't nobody. Like I said, Michael Jackson. That's the only person that could go hit for hit with him is Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. You know, at, at this point in time, you don't want to even make, you don't want to even bring up, you don't want to even want to bring up another name, because at this point in time, if anybody. If anybody want to come into the game and battle R. Kelly, you would have to write for at least a year straight. And you would have to make that shit sound fire. Because nobody got enough work for him. Nobody got enough work for him. Nobody got enough work for that man. I think Prince, I think Prince, man, See, now, let me tell you something real quick. I think Prince... I think Prince... I think Prince um, will have to go at it with Michael Jackson. Because Prince, I don't think... I, see, I, don't, I didn't never listen to a lot of his music, but I don't know if he put out a body, body, body of work, but that motherfucker was a bad motherfucker, dog. I would love to see a Prince and Michael. I would love to see a Prince versus Michael Jackson um, versus R. Kelly um, battle. I would love to see a Prince versus Michael Jackson battle first, though. You know what I mean? I would love to see. Yeah, Joe. I'm like, Joe motherfucker is an actor on Lifetime at this point in time in his life. He like. That motherfucker, he's scratching for he's scratching for hits. That motherfucker will pay you to sing for, to to write a hit for him. You know what I mean? Like you gotta put you gotta put R. Kelly up against greats. Like he gotta be matched up with greatness. He can't be matched up with nobody mediocre. You know what I mean? He can't be matched up with nobody mediocre. He gotta be matched up with somebody that's like like minded skills. Cause that boy definitely got skills. He's not a joke. He's not a problem. He is a fucking problem. You know what I mean? He's not a problem. He's a fucking problem. And a lot of dudes might might hate on him. They might be like, "Yo, he went the wrong. He went this way with it. Went left with it." But listen, man. We talking music. 
not his life. Because that's a different story. To, yeah, we talking music. To, m m no, we talking music, not his life. So if you want to talk about his life, it's easy to shit on him because he a whole fucking nut. But we gotta keep it with him. We gotta keep it musical because it can get real. It can get real nasty talking about R. Kelly. It can get real nasty. R. Kelly ain't had no ghostwriter. Who was his ghostwriter? He was writing for people. He got Grammys for that shit. He got Grammys for writing for people. He ain't need a ghostwriter. That boy wrote for Michael Jackson. That boy wrote, I Believe I Can Fly. He wrote mad songs for Michael Jackson. He wrote mad songs for MJ. Um, him and people like, people give Justin Timberlake too much credit because he wrote a song for Michael Jackson. But, Justin Timberlake, not that boy. He just wrote a song for Michael Jackson because Michael Jackson heard something in his voice. He, you know what I'm saying? Can you do this for me? But that's not... Ghostwriter is not on the Justin Timberlake name. Now, Ghostwriter is on the R. Kelly name. R. Kelly was a fucking pen, a pen magician. He would put it down. He would put that motherfucking pen down. Word. Word. I ain't even gonna sit there and argue with that. I ain't gonna sit there and go into it into depth. Because if you know music, you know you know, you know what I'm saying? Um these dudes got their style from R. Kelly, Aaron Hall, um, the Bulls from Guy and all that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? He stepped off from them. Like Jodeci and all these young boys, them motherfuckers wanted to be like him. They wanted to be like him. He was they goat. He was they goat. He was they motherfucking goat. You know what I'm saying? He was they goat. Damn right. So, um, I'm I'm watching the Bulls and Blazers, and I was and I was thinking about something. You know what I'm saying? Because Jalen Rose made a comment. He said, and Charles Barkley, Shaq, a lot of these dudes made comments. Um, they said that guys from like the '70s. I mean, like, not the seven. Let me, let me not go that far back. Guys from like the '80s and '90s would score 45 points in today's NBA. So, um, I don't know why these dudes be talking this dumb shit. So I'm looking at it, and I'm like, you know, dudes use their platform to say the most dumbest shit ever in life. So I'm like, dog. Michael Jordan was not averaging 45 points. Today. Michael Jordan not averaging no 45 points today. He might average 30. But he not averaging no 45 points today. So now I'm taking I'm taking it to I'm taking it this far. I'm like, look at the caliber players that were playing in Michael Jordan era. He was a gift, right? He was a gift. He was a gift from the basketball gods. He knew how to play. We get it. Take look at the competition that he played against. Now look at move forward to 2020. You got guys like Kevin Durant. You got Steph Curry. You got motherfucking um Russell Westbrook. You got James Harden. You got Anthony Davis. You got LeBron James, you got Ben Simmons, you got Greek the Freak, you got the list goes on and on and on and on. Where was he averaging 45 at? I don't know. Because these dudes, the game is different. It's more physical. A lot of guys say, yo, back in the days, they was able to fight and shit like that. No, all right, that, that's not. Fighting and playing basketball is two different things. You understand what I'm saying? Fighting and basketball is two different things. You fight, you throw your hands up. You play basketball, you balling. Michael Jordan not averaging no fucking 45 points. That's almost 50. That's half the points in a basketball game. How you going to sit there and say this man could average the whole half of the game against some of the greatest players who ever touched the fucking basketball court? So you just going to slap LeBron in the face and say, Micah averaged 45 against you. 
you're just going to say, you're just going to sit there and tell me that versus LeBron James and Anthony Davis and the rest of them boys, Michael Jordan, you put Michael Jordan on the Pistons right now, he'll average 45 points. That's crazy. No, he won't average. He probably average, I say, the lowest 28, the highest 30. You know what I'm saying? Because it just, the game ain't like that, like, like how it was. That's like when Wilt Chamberlain was averaging 50 points. That motherfucker was playing against dudes that was 4 foot 10. The tallest man on the basketball court. Them white people were looking at him like he was crazy. They like, yo, this motherfucker big as shit. Like, everybody he playing against is is small. They look like kindergarten kids out there. And he just in the, in the paint, long as shit, grabbing rebounds, putting it back in. So it's like, damn, like, can y'all even can y'all even decipher the game a little better before you keep kissing this man ass? Like, he's Michael Jordan. We get it. He busts your ass. But that don't mean he gonna bust LeBron ass because he used to be wilding on Jalen Rose and Jalen Rose couldn't score on this dude. And Mike, Mike ain't busting no LeBron James ass. You know what I'm saying? I ain't say, and then I did not say LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. I said Mike ain't busting no LeBron James ass. Cause the best of the best players ain't bust LeBron James ass. And LeBron James is considered as the best player in the world right now. Next to Kevin Durant and Greek the Freak. You got a list of other people behind him. But he's considered as the best player in the world. And you telling me he going to let some dude average 45 or just constantly score? And to be honest with you, I think that was just like him being him getting a check. They cut these motherfuckers checks to say dumb shit like that. They line your pocket to say stupid shit. So you have to be on Twitter and defending yourself like an asshole. You know what I'm saying? Because ain't no motherfucking man averaging no 50. Against some of these players, you telling me you you basically shit on every NBA player today. If he ain't average forty five versus your generation, what makes you think he got average forty five versus this generation? And your generation was trash compared to this generation. You watch basketball, right? And watch the game. I want if you look if you listening to this, I want you to watch the game, right? Look at how stiff and corny them guys played back in the nineties. Everybody looked like a stick figure. Nobody had no moves. Nobody had no list, no crossover. Nobody had no between the legs shit. They wasn't throwing a ball off the backboard. He was playing against a bunch of stiffs, man. He was playing against a bunch of stiffs, old men. They wasn't even that old because they just look old. These dudes were just were just not that good. Everybody played the basketball. They dribbled the ball. They dribbled the ball in one hand and turned their back to the to the defender. And that's how they had. That was a, considered a a flashy move. Oh my God! Did you see Magic Johnson with the high post up move? Dog, that shit was fucking whack. You know what I'm saying? But these people don't want to come to face reality. That your generation wasn't that good. You know what I'm saying? Y'all motherfuckers wasn't better than Russell Westbrook or fucking Bust Jordan ass probably. On a give him the lane. You give Brody the lane. You give Brody the lane. I'm going to say this again. You give Brody that lane. And Michael Jordan gonna see kneecaps on his forehead. That young boy jumped from the foul line on your ass. And, and when a matter of seconds, his speed is just different. They work out different. They exercise different. They eat different. They think different. The game is different. It's not like how it was before. You know what I'm saying? It's not like how it was before. See, a lot of these people, they want that old shit back. But it ain't coming back. Motherfuckers ain't wearing them sneakers no more, man. These motherfuckers is wearing some shit that'll make them jump to the moon. 
Like, stop it, dog. Cut it out. You know, so when I hear, like, people like analysis, these are professionals. These are men of, of, of a, they have a position. They have a position. They have a status. They have a show on TV. You motherfuckers sit there and talk that dumb shit. And then when I see the person sitting across them, nod their head like this in agreement. I'm like, what? Is you out your fucking mind? You see how Steph Curry be on that basketball court? Michael Jordan probably would have been tired the first 10 minutes of the game chasing that little kid. That little motherfucker Steph Curry, all he do is move. With or without the ball. He can't sit still. That's a part of his game. That's what makes him tire defenders out. He wears you down. He gotta be fast. He can't be slow. And then when he get the ball, it's like magic. It's in. It's in. I'm talking about you got to be able to watch the game with common sense. I'm watching these old games on Amazon, and I'm like, I don't see what these dudes are seeing. Because these dudes is moving slow out here. The only person, and I'm not going to say the only person, from what I watched today, who I would give props to, and I'm not saying he would average a, a whole bunch of points. He might average a triple-double today, is Scottie Pippen. Scotty probably averaged a triple-double. You know what I'm saying? See, when you talk about basketball, you got to talk about the players that do stuff that you don't notice. Patrick Ewing probably would have averaged a double-double because Patrick Ewing giving you 30 and 25. Look at his numbers. Akeem Olajuwon is probably going to give you almost close to a triple-double. David Robinson, because these dudes is big. They centers. They play. They, they got a position that they got to play. And... As far as the NBA goes, it's no center that matches any guy's name that I mentioned. No center matching Patrick Ewing's strength, Olajuwon, David Robinson. Them guys will come in this league right now and dominate. You get a Patrick Ewing, you get a 25-year-old Patrick Ewing and put him in this league right now, he busting everybody ass. And he ain't going to show no mercy on you. Patrick Ewing had a jump shot. Patrick Ewing had a sky hook. Patrick Ewing had a dunk inside game like a monster. He get judged on the finger roll that he did. He get judged on his lack of his lack of wins versus the Bulls. That's why people say Patrick Ewing was trash. Patrick Ewing was garbage. Patrick Ewing was this. Motherfucker, listen, you don't watch the game. You ain't know what he was doing. You just know what people say happened to him. Oh, Pat went for the finger roll and missed it. He ain't shit. He a bum. This dude averaged almost 20 rebounds a game. You know how hard it is to do that? You know how hard it is to grab five rebounds? This dude grabbing almost 20. Almost 25. He averaged 20, 20 rebounds. It's always It always was him and Rodman going back and forth for the rebounding title. And Rodman, a little motherfucker, got that shit. So you can't sit here and tell me Mike would dominate in today's game. You got to tell me a name like David Robinson or, or, or um, Olajuwon. They'll dominate. Those two guys, those three guys will dominate. You can't give me no little point guard name and say he'll dominate in today's basketball game. You gotta come better than that. You gotta your facts gotta be straight. Cause if you give if look, you give a guy like Pippen the ball right now, he could run the point for any team. Cause if you watch his game, he was so like reserved with it. He was he was basically the reason why Michael Jordan was able to get rest. If it wasn't for Scottie Pippen, Mike would have been out there fucking... He would have been dead out there. Because Pippen was the anchor of the shit. He was holding it down. You know what I'm saying? He was calling the plays. He was calling triangle. Running the point, throwing up the thing, calling triangle offense. He was the real brains behind the whole shit. 
You know, Phil had to Phil, Phil had to figure out how to get them to win. And once he did, boy, oh my God, the motherfuckers won six championships, dog. Six. They was running through players, cause they had a team. It was a team game. So to say Micah averaged 45 is like calling him a selfish player because he really wasn't that selfish. You know what I'm saying? He had a team. He had a team. He had people that he could, he could depend on. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was the man that he scored all the points because that's because his average was a certain average. Mike said, I'm going to score eight a quarter. Eight points a quarter. Eight, 16, 24, 32. That's why he averaged 30 points, because he was a more of a thinker mathematically. And a lot of his shit came from free throws. So he was so he break the game down like that. 8, 16, 24, he scored like that every quarter. Look at the game. Look at the box scores. Look at the scores. Don't just say shit. Have facts behind what you say. Watch what this motherfucker Mike. Watch his scorecard. He would give you like 16 one quarter. Sometimes in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, that was his... That In the fourth quarter, that was his money maker. Yeah, that's what he was doing. The fourth quarters was his money maker. So fourth quarter, dudes would see Jordan light him up in the fourth. That's because the fourth quarter was time for him to perform. He got paid to perform in the quarter number four. You heard Biggie Smalls? Raw nights, I perform like Mike. You know? He was paid to perform at that, at that level. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, man. We're going to peace. We're going we gonna to be out. We're going to roll. If you're on the if you're on the podcast, on the platform, leave a comment. I want to start sharing my voice comments and shit, my voicemail. I got a I got a few. I'm waiting to get a couple more so I can edit them up and then put them on my Instagram so people can hear that certain people are out there listening. You know what I mean? It's a lot of people tell me, yo, talk about this, talk about that. I only talk about what I know about. I'm not going to sit here and talk about shit that happened in Uruguay and shit because y'all want to hear it. I don't know what the fuck going on over there. You know, people tell me some crazy shit. Can you talk about such and such in um, East Africa? Like, yo, dog. But I'm going to put that shit all on Instagram so my so my people, my Instagram friends can hear it. I appreciate the love. Show some, show some likes. Throw some likes on that shit. Um, and it's New Wave Radio, New Wave Podcast. We out of here, man. Peace.